thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Do you see all the people sinking down? Don't you care? Don't you care? Are you gonna let them drown? How can you be so numb not to care if they come? Do you see you close your eyes and pretend the job's done? Don't you care? Don't you care? Oh, bless me, Lord. Bless me, Lord, you know, it's all I ever hear. No one aches, no one hurts, no one even sheds one tear. But he cries, he weeps, he bleeds, and he cares for your needs. And you just lay back and keep soaking it in. Streets. So this is this is uh, this is Keith Green. Open up, open up, and give yourself away. <sighs> you see the need, you hear the cries. So how can you delay? This is his song God's called "Asleep in the Light, People." Yeah. So I thought I would play part of that today, just because. Um, because his other song, The Sheep and the Goats, is like seven minutes and it would take forever to play that. <laughs> uh, but if you guys don't know, his, his all of Keith Green's music is very evangelistic in nature. Does that sound all right, Randall? It, it sounds okay. It sounds okay. Um, maybe turn that give down. Give a distortion. Well, turn the, well, turn the uh, phones down. So I'll, I'll take care of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turn that down? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're Bible News Radio. Oops. <laughs> Put a one or whatever if you guys can hear me okay in the in the chat room. All right. Okay. I'm going to bring the light back over here. Okay. I'm, bl- I'm blinded by the light. That's another song we could play. Blinded by the light. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. All right. So, uh... I just woke up from a little nap because, as you can probably tell, I have a little bit of a cold, apparently. Can you believe that? The nerve. Anyway, so, okay, you can hear me good? Okay, good. All right. Anyway, so today what we're going to do is we are going to talk about uh, the subject of hell. And and what does the Bible say about it? What is what does the research, the recent, the latest research say about it? You know, people do polls on time and, and all that. And the most recent research I showed uh, was from 2016, which there might be some later than that, but 
you know, 2016, um, is only a couple years ago. Um, so I want to, I want to look at some of that. And, you know, part of the reason I'm bringing this up is because, look, if Christians believe the whole counsel of scripture, right? I mean, you know, here's the Bible, right? This is my Bible. You know, if, if I believe this is the book of life, the eternal words of life are in this book, you know, when the Bible talks about heaven, I have no problem with that. Yeah, heaven's awesome. Can't wait to go there. <laughs> but if it talks about hell, then, and we're being saved from the wrath to come, then, you know, I think that, I think, I think that we need to talk about that in my hair. My hair is, sorry about my hair. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, so, um, you know, we've had a lot of death lately surrounding us. We, you know, I had four people die. I heard somebody else died yesterday. I have another friend who's lost a couple people and maybe it's because we're in middle age or something. But the point is, is that look, as believers, if we really believe what, what we claim to believe as followers of Christ, I mean, Bible believing Christians, not just a Christian in name only, but if we really believe the gospel, then then the consequences of not belief or no belief in Christ are, are hell. I mean, that's the consequence. And, you know, one of the, these are fighting words, you know, a lot of the times people will come in and they'll make comments. Well, do you believe gays are going to hell? Do you believe Jews are going to hell? Do you believe, you know, whatever is going to hell? I mean, those are things I hear all the time, right? People get, bring these objections up. Well, well, then you're evil. How dare you? Um, and yet, it's interesting to me that there's an old quote, and I don't know who said it, but somebody said this quote many years ago, that that the greatest trick that devil ever did was to convince people that he didn't exist. And so if the greatest trick the devil ever did was to convince people he didn't exist, then broad is the way, you know, to to destruction and narrow is the way to truth. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to be, you know, one of these Christians that doesn't warn people of the wrath to come. But I don't also want to say, hey, you know, I don't want to be like the, the, um, the Westboro Baptist Church who, who's, who's infamous for holding up God hates fag signs and saying that all gays are going to hell. I mean, I, I don't want to be characterized as that. And yet the media, that's how they characterize people, right? They characterize Christians as these hateful bigots or narrow-minded or all of this stuff. And it's a caricature. And frankly, in some ways we deserve it because, you know, on the one hand, you got the Westboro Baptist people like that. And then on the other hand, you got the snake, snake oil salesmen and prosperity gospel teachers who are blabbing and grabbing it and, and they don't give a crap <laughs> about anybody's salvation. So there's a reason for stereotypes, right? And yet at the heart of it, um, we also have good men like Billy Graham or Franklin Graham or Greg Laurie or Pastor Jack Hibbs who are very solid biblical teachers out there who actually understand the whole counsel of God. And they understand how to lead people, uh, you know, how to direct people, how to share with people the way of salvation, right? So what does it mean to be saved? And exactly what are we saved from if indeed we have to be saved from anything? That is a question that we don't hear very often. At least I don't. 
but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I don't get out very often, except to the pickleball court. No, I'm just kidding. So let me ask you guys something. Let's just do an informal poll here at Periscope. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to um, see if anybody's over on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, say hi, because I can't see anybody. But there's some of you in, in Periscope. Go ahead and put a put a two if if you believe in hell. And put a three if your pastor in the last year has actually preached on hell. Say, okay, okay. So put a two if you believe in hell. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget. And put a three if you have a pastor that actually talked about hell lately, you know. Because I just want, I'm just curious. Okay, I'm I'm really curious. Hi, Lois. Okay, Lois is over there on on Facebook. Um. So I'm just looking for twos and threes right now, and of course I want Bareface to participate as well. And don't be afraid to get your Bible because we're going to look at a lot of scripture um, today. I actually have a lot out. I mean, we're not going to be able to cover this all in one show. It's that's obvious. Okay, so a lot of you are saying too, you believe in hell. And your pastors, there's a lot of threes there. I'm surprised. Three threes in a row, your pastor actually has talked about hell. I want to know the name of your church because I want to thank those pastors for actually doing their job. You know, it's a good thing. Hey, hey, there's my sister Gina. She's there. Hi, girl. Um, thank you for coming on in. Um, <clears throat> okay. All right, good. Well, that's good, but then those of you who haven't actually put a two or a three, then what that says is your church hasn't actually addressed the the, the issue of hell, right? And, you know, what breaks my heart is that, um, you know, churches become such an entertainment, you know, society in our society that we don't, you know, Billy Graham even said it, at least he was quoted as saying that, that a lot of people who attend church are not even saved, right? They're not even saved. And yet we have to know the gospel of Jesus Christ that, you know, um, it's appointed unto man once to die. And then after that, the judgment. Now there's two, let me just give you a broad thing. There's actually two prevalent teaches right, teachings right now. And some of you have probably heard, heard of this. Maybe some of you haven't. <clears throat> One of the teachings out there that's very common is annihilationism, <clears throat> okay? So annihilationism is simply the belief that once you die, you're done. That's it. You don't exist anymore, okay? I mean, it's pretty simple. And I know people that actually believe that. I, I actually know people who believe that, which I think is silly. I don't see how that can be possible, but that is a prevalent teaching today in today's day and age. The more common one that we see today is actually called universalism. And this is, this is um, very popular within ecumenicalism, which, you know, is, is essentially the, a really broad umbrella term that basically means that all roads lead to God. And, you know, even if somebody doesn't accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and repent of their sin, then anybody can get saved no matter what right? So there's annihilationism. Okay. You die and that's it. You're done. And then there's universalism. Like, Hey, everybody can come to heaven, but that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible is very clear that there's two paths, right? And, um, and I want to, um, I want to begin with a couple of things, you know, in Romans three ten, we see Paul, he wrote in the letter, he wrote, there's none righteous, not even one. 
So why do we need to be saved? Because there's none righteous people, not even one. You know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's in Romans 3.23. In fact, Romans 3 is a chapter you might want to read sometime. But it's true. There's nobody righteous. And this is a misnomer when people say that, oh, well, he was a good man. He was, you know, all people are good. You know, mostly people are good. I believe that people are born good. I've heard Christians say this. And I'm like, do you even read your Bible? Because the Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. We are born into sin. And by God's grace, we are saved out of it, right? But but I know I'm not good, just so you know. I'm not good. Um, I'm forgiven, but I'm not good. I have sinned. I have fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, that's obvious. <laughs> All you got to do is watch me here, even as a believer. You know, I'm not perfect. Um, <clears throat> but then in John chapter 14, verse 6, we see the famous passage here, and this really, really ticks people off, okay? This verse blows the universalists out of the water, these people who believe that anybody can come to Christ, or get into heaven, rather, because it completely contradicts their unbiblical teaching. When when um, John, and actually, actually Jesus, really, in fact, I want to read it. I'm just going to read it in its context so you can hear it. <clears throat> And I, um, again, forgive me for looking like I just woke up because I did. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, I I have a headache and I need to sleep. But anyway, okay, so John chapter 14, um, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the where the you know the way where I'm going. Now this is interesting because Jesus is talking to his disciples before he dies, right? He's telling them about where he's going to prepare a place. That would be the afterlife where we get to go, right? But then Thomas, who we know is doubting Thomas, which at this point he wasn't doubting. He was just an inquisitive guy, says to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How do we know the way? And then Jesus says this, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. This is this is complete exclusive exclusivity at its best, right? I mean Jesus is the ultimate exclusive 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 dude, right? <clears throat> And then he goes on to say, he, uh, Jesus goes on to talk about how he's one with the Father. He said, if you had known me and you would have known my Father also from now on, uh, you know him and have seen him. And then anyway, I don't want to get all into that. But the point is, is that Jesus is exclusive. And when he says he's the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him, that's exactly what he means. So that kicks out all of Oprah Winfrey's teaching and all these other New Age people who talk about all these exclusive ways to heaven and the Father. There's not. Universalism is unbiblical. And, I mean, it's easy to kill that with one verse. But So then um, we have to ask, if we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, right, 
if we believe that Jesus, the whole purpose of him coming was to die so that we could be reconciled to him, why did he have to die? Well, going back to Romans, he had to die because we're sinners. Nobody is good. My, you know, the offerings in the Old Testament that the priests did, you know, they had the slain, you know, had, they had the slain animals. They had to offer up the blood and goats for their forgiveness of sins and stuff. Here in the New Testament, Jesus was that offertory lamb. He was the spotless lamb. He was the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And what a beautiful lamb he was, you know, and he is. Um, and it really touches my heart because if you really understand the extent of what he did for us, then you can't not love him for it. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we read that Jesus made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I don't get it. I'm just going to be honest. I don't get it. I have no clue how the heck he did that. But I know it's true. And then in 1 John 5.13, it says, These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Right? I mean, so, and that's the thing. You know, as a believer, you want to know you have eternal life. But what is the opposite of that? The opposite of that is eternal damnation, uh, which is eternal, just like eternal life is. You get eternal life either way. It's just where you end up with that eternal life. Um, and yes, I'm a little bit emotional. I'm, I'm, I'm emotional for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Number one, I've lost a lot of people lately and I'm tired. <laughs> and this is a hard subject because if you really believe what the gospel teaches, then, then when people die outside of Christ, their eternity is hell and their eternity is it's I wouldn't even want to think about it I really wouldn't so like and, and we have we have numerous passages right in the Bible and I'm just I'm debating Randall which ones we could we could talk about because there's a couple different ones in, in Luke 16 we see the parable, but it's not really a parable, actually. We see the story of Abraham and Lazarus, okay? We get a little picture there of what happens when somebody dies. Um, and then in Matthew 25, we see the sheep and the goats parallel here. There, He talks about the talents first and all of that. And then in Luke chapter, I think it's, I, I was doing some research. It's I think it's Luke chapter um, 3. Yeah, Luke chapter 3, we actually look at Jesus separating the wheat from the chaff. And we don't look at this very often. I don't think most people look at that passage, but but it's very clear what he does when he separates the wheat from the chaff, okay? Some of it goes and gets burned up, and some of it doesn't get used, you know, you, and, and all that. So I don't know, Randall, what do you think? You want to save your wife from the emotional, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just, you guys, I, I'm just being honest, I am really um, emotional, just, I'm just emotional, you get what, you know, 
you love me, right? Most of you do. Some of you, some of you hate me, but <laughs> I think most people love me. Um, and I just, I just think that, um, you know, we need to, I don't know, we need to be honest about it. So, well, there are several scriptures that we could look at, which, um, <laughs> do you want to be off screen? That's fine. Uh, What's well, a little snot between friends? Right. Yeah, whatever. You know, there are several scriptures we could look at that, you know, spell out uh, the gospel and afterlife and all of that. I mean, there's a lot to be gained from the whole counsel of the Word of God. But seeing we're already 20 minutes into the hour, uh, what I find to be one of the definitive uh, explanations of those who are in Christ and those who are not is found in Revelation chapter 20, 20 right. yeah, verse 11. And mind if we look at that? Yeah, no, go for it. Because that was another passage that I um, that I wanted to bring bring up, and I'm glad you did, so go for it. Okay. Read about the what's called the Great White Throne Judgment, that is the judgment of all people. And we read verse 11. And I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it. Remember, this is this is the book, the Revelation. If you want to look at it in its full title, look in the Bible. It's the Revelation of of Jesus Christ to John. Uh, we find out in the beginning, of chapter one, that this is uh, the Lord Yeshua Messiah Himself speaking, who gives this revelation, and then John writes what was revealed. Anyway. And I saw a great white throne, and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened, notice books, plural, were opened, and another book, singular, was opened, which is the book of life. So there's the book of life, and then there's these other books. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. So they're judged according to the deeds. Those things are written in the books, plural. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. Um, so the recently dead and those in hell, if you will, Hades, uh, the underworld gave the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every one of them according to their deeds, what's written in the books. And death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. That's the ultimate destination. That's eternal eternal destination. As it said, this is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. So we have here just two choices. There's a book of life, and if your name's written in there, you're you're saved. You're saved from the lake of fire. You won't end up there. However, if your name is not in the book of life, then your deeds are written in the books, and you're judged according to your deeds. And that those are the two choices, the two options that the scripture sets before us, the gospel. We can stand in our own defense, which there is none, because there's none righteous, not one. You know, we all gone astray, uh, each to our own ways. Uh, we can stand before the judge of all the universe, guilty, and judged according to our deeds. Or we can be 
found written in the Lamb's Book of Life uh, by accepting the free gift of salvation, the free gift of forgiveness that he offers, simply to say, yes, I'm a sinner, and I believe that God made him who knew no sin to become sin for me, that I might become the righteousness of God in him. Um, it, it's a free gift of eternal life, and if we accept that, then we are in the Lamb's Book of Life. Otherwise, we have to basically stand trial for for our offenses against God, and ultimately, um, all sin is against God. And and um, C.S. Lewis in uh, Mere Christianity, which is actually a transcription of radio uh, programs, he puts that so succinctly and eloquently, you know, that um, pointing out the divinity of Messiah, you know, if I step on your foot, um, you know, or you step on my foot, rather, you know, I can forgive you for stepping on my foot. But who would I be to forgive you for stepping on someone else's foot? Hmm. You know, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. The only one who can forgive is the one who's chiefly offended. And given the righteousness of God and his creation of mankind, every transgression, every sin, every bad deed, every evil deed, he is chiefly offended. He's able to forgive because he's the one because he's the one chiefly offended. And so he offers forgiveness, which has been purchased for us uh, through the shed blood of Messiah. Um, But if we reject that, that plea bargain, if you will, then then we're to stand trial on our own merit, which measuring up against God is 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 nothing there's there's no defense um you know first john 1 9 i don't want to steal the show here no it's okay you know it tells us that if we're faithful to confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness um if you know if you're in a court of law you plead guilty uh, then, you know, well, there's going to be a trial anyway, but if you plead guilty, it, 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 uh, expedites the process, you know, but, uh, you know, then someone who confesses to a crime, typically it's not justice to let them go. Oh, well, since you pleaded guilty to this murder, you're, you're free to go. Um, how is that just? Well, it's not But in the case of God, if we're faithful to confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. The only way justice is carried out, the only way it's just for him to forgive if we confess is if the crime, you know, the the penalty has already been paid. The sentence has been already carried out and he did it. So if we're faithful to confess, he's faithful and just to forgive uh, because... The penalty has already been paid. Amen. I want to read part of a paragraph out of this book that I got. Um, it's downstairs, but it's it's in a, it's a it's a book on apologetics. This is what the author write, wrote. He wrote, "People don't mind Christians who love Jesus. You're welcome to him and to your truth, 
They do mind Christians who love Jesus and say the same things about non-Christians that Jesus himself said. They are lost. Quote, quote, Jesus said, I have come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19.10 He who believes in the Son has eternal life. He who does not believe the wrath of God abides on him. John 3.36 If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. John 8.24 he who believes is not judged, but he who does not believe is judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And that's John three eighteen. And Jesus said all that stuff. And this is why I get a little bit passionate in part. Because if you have a Jesus-less or a Christ-less form of Christianity, then, you know, it's pretty much what most of the American church is today. Right. I mean, people say they know Jesus, they love Jesus, whatever. But the hard sayings of Jesus are very difficult. Um, and if 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 we uh, if we want to be glorified with him, like it talks about in Romans chapter eight, then guess what? We got to suffer with him as well. And sometimes that suffering comes with it. Persecution, which is the cross. Right. We're supposed to pick up our cross daily and follow him. Um, Paul, St. Paul. Uh, said in Galatians, he said, if anyone preaches to you a gospel other, th other than what I have received, if anyone brings another message, let him be damned to hell. Or in the Greek, it actually says, let, uh, let him be an anathema, let him be accursed, which literally means let him be damned to hell. That's in Galatians 1.8. Okay, so that's pretty bold. <laughs> and, um, and then this other section here, we talks talk about annihilationism. Um, that I was referring to earlier, says here, some might sell, say, well, he's burning up the chaff with unquestionable fire. See, he's burning it up. He's destroying them. That's annihilationism. Uh, this can't be the case because the fire is unquenchable. It keeps burning and burning and burning. Jesus said, where the worm does not die and the fire does not go out. That's in Mark chapter 9, verse 47 to 49. That is the judgment of the fire. That's the instrument of judgment continues on. If annihilationism were true, then the fire would burn uh, until things burned up and then it would be over. The worm would eat until the things that it was eating were gone and then it would be dead. But the worm doesn't die and the fire doesn't go out because that which is the subject of the worm in the fire's work is always there. Plus, we know from Revelation 20, which Bareface just said, that the devil is thrown into hell, a place of conscious torment, to be tormented forever. And then those who are without Christ are thrown there, too. So just saying, um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 not a fluffy like message. And at the same time, if you believe the gospel, this is what we're saved from. Right. I mean, if you have a. Like I said, if you have a Christ, a Christless Christianity where he didn't go to the cross and you don't even talk about the cross and the atonement and what Jesus did for us, then what's the point? I mean, if we don't understand what we're saved from, then there's going to be no burning our passion or weeping when we know somebody is lost and perished, right? I mean, at least that's my thinking. Um, and, and I will say that... Um, the, some of the statistics here, uh, are, are crazy. I mean, let me read you some of these. Um, so this is from a website, Statista, um, the, the statistics portal. 
and it was from 2016 belief of americans in god heaven and hell um so according to um this first of all um i guess 79 percent of people uh, believe in god 10 percent aren't sure <laughs> and 11 percent say eh, nope there's no god <laughs> okay um angels 72 percent believe in angels 16% believe no, and 12% they're not sure. Heaven, 71% of people believe in heaven versus 15% who say no, there's no heaven, and 14% who have no clue. So 29% of people have no clue if heaven exists. I mean, that's kind of shocking to me. Hell, we see a little different. 64% of people believe in hell. I mean, yeah. And 22% say no, and 13% don't know. So um, that's pretty big. That's a 25% or no, 35% there. And then the devil, interesting. The, the numbers are very similar for the devil, I guess. 61% believe in a devil, 27% say no, and 12% have no idea. Um, so these are kind of, kind of some cursory stats. But then if you look over here at... Um, the Pew Research Center um, from 2015 uh, in an article from November of 2015, so it's like four years ago, um, it says here, most Americans believe in heaven and hell. It's natural for, for people to want things to turn out well in the end, both in life and apparently afterwards. Roughly 7 in 10 Americans, 72%, say they believe in heaven and uh, defined as a place where people who have led good lives are eternally rewarded according to the Pew Research Center, although that's not that, that's not how you get into heaven. But at the same time, 58% of the U.S. adults also believe in hell, <clears throat> a place where people who have led bad lives and die without being sorry are eternally punished. So that's not even a biblical definition of how you get there. But what I, find it, what I found interesting um, is, I'm trying to, trying to see here. Uh, I guess it's not this one. Um, that if you look at the Christian, just if you look at the affiliations here, then 70% of Christians believe in hell and 85% believe in heaven. Um, and that covers Protestant, evangelical, mainline, historically black. Um, I think that's what it is. Yeah, historically black, Catholic, Orthodox Christian, Mormon and Jehovah's Witnesses, which Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses would be considered cults. They're not, um, you know, don't hate me for saying that, but they don't fall under the traditional defini definition of evangelicalism. And then non-Christian faiths like Judaism, 22% uh, believe in hell and 40% believe in heaven. Um, Muslims, 76% believe in hell, interestingly. 89% say they believe in heaven course different definitely different than what the scripture teaches then you got buddhism and hinduism atheists three percent believe in hell five percent believe in heaven agnostics nine believe in hell and 14 percent believe in heaven and then there's people that don't believe anything then if you look over at this one this is uh another quality data on religion the arda it's the Association of Religion Data Archives. Um, it breaks down 
these beliefs by age. Now, I find this fascinating because I'm in the 50 plus bracket at this point. Um, and so the belief in hell uh, is interesting because the, um, the older you get, apparently, <laughs> the more you believe in hell. <laughs> so according to this, 14.5% uh, of people who are um, 75 years or older actually believe in hell compared to 8% of 18 to 29 years, years old or your millennials, which is about 12%. And the 50, 45 to 59 is 9%, which is interesting to me. So so our demographic, Randall, is actually l lower than the 30-year-olds, 30, 30 to 45-year-olds, which is kind of interesting, actually, according to this research. Um, and then belief in hell by worship attendance. So I guess, I guess debating on how, how much you go to church... Well, um. it, well, it's interesting in the, you know, that's, so that's 9.6% of prob or absolutely nots. Yeah. So yeah, there's the probably nots and probably's. And the <laughs> right. So, yeah. Well, I just figure I go with the extreme. Yeah. So believe in hell by worship attendance. So if you never go to church, 30% uh, apparently believe in hell. Or absolutely don't. Oh, they don't believe in hell? Okay, yeah. Well, that doesn't make... Okay, so, and then 1%, 1.5% is if you go to church every week. More than once. Okay. The belief in edu in hell by education. Now, this is interesting, too, because some say the high, the more highly educated you are, the the less you'll actually believe this book of fairy tales called the Bible, right? I happen to have a master's degree, so <laughs> let's see, postgraduate post work degree, so that would be me, um, belief in hell by education, uh, I would say, let's see, absolutely believes in hell is 35.2%. Well, that kind of defies the odds then, doesn't it? Yeah. So really, the more educated you are, the more likely you are to be, believe in hell, according to this. Well, but then when you look at the other categories, though, 47%, so it's less, <laughs> less postgraduates believe yeah. in hell than do less than high school true the, the the percentage just go down with the greater education okay you're right so anyway so this is interesting and then belief in hell by political party <laughs> uh let's see what political party believes in hell um <laughs> okay so democrats absolutely not 50 15.1 percent independents 16.6 percent Republicans, 3.6%, and other, 20%. I guess the other, I don't know who the other would be. But between Democrats and Republicans, apparently people who believe, do not believe in hell, or Democrats don't believe in hell. <laughs> More than Republicans. All right. And then belief in hell by sex, male and female. More men apparently don't believe in hell than women. Which I, which I find interesting, actually. Um, so, that's kind of interesting. Um, and then, yeah, and then we already covered the Protestant one and all that before. So, it is interesting, but I, I wonder where people are getting their info on that. You know what I mean? It's like, 
somebody calling you? Yeah, it seems that way. Hmm. Anyway, so the point is, biblically, there is a hell, though. <laughs> Just so you know. Uh, and it's a place you do not want to go. So... Let me just tell you that right now. And people who are all suckered into the new age, I'm the divine this, I'm the divine that, the divine is within me, the spark of the divine, blah, blah. That's a load of crap, people. Okay? Just going to say it. Don't hate me for it, but it is. Nowhere in the Bible does it tell me I'm I'm divine anywhere. Okay? That drives me crazy because I'm not God by any stretch of the imagination. I have the Holy Spirit that resides within me who is God. But that's way different than being God, okay? And having the spark of design or divine in me, which Oprah Winfrey and her followers tend to, to fall into. All right. So with that said, <laughs> um, I want to tell you, I want to thank you all. First of all, thanks for coming. Second of all, you know, don't forget about Ariel Ministries, our sponsor. You know, we have a we have a great sponsor, you guys. Ariel Ministries is a Bible-based believing ministry. They, were, they are disciplers. They believe in discipling people, which is what Jesus told his people to do, was go and disciple people. Um, and so you can go to ariel.org, and you can go there. You can use the coupon code BIBLENEWS and save 20% anytime you go there. And right now they they really want us to help you know talk about their their magazine that I think is like five bucks but you can still save twenty percent when you get the magazine. I mean this is one of them. This is the latest one right here. It's full color. You can see it pretty good. Bareface is bringing it up there on the on the website, so you can see it right there. See right right down there. Right. I'm trying to point in the right direction. I guess I got a point right there. Yeah. I did it. Nailed it. Anyway, um, so you can get that. Uh, and then read some great news. You know, there's some great questions and ministry news here of Ariel. Um, a lot of missionary updates and different products and stuff. If you like the life of, um, if you like Yeshua, the life of the Messiah that Bareface has been teaching out of for the last at least year, um, then that would be a book you can get. If you go over to our website, go to the resources page, biblenewsradio.com, you can click over there and you can um, you can scroll down there and you can you can click through and get the book there and save 20% when you use the coupon code BibleNews. And there's other books on there too. Uh, there's the Gospel um, of the Holocaust, which is a really interesting, fascinating study about the cross and the Jews and the Holocaust and Isaiah chapter 53. Um, we're coming up on that time of the year. This is a, it's a very good book. The man that wrote it is, I think in his eighties now. Um, and we still have some of those to sell. I'm not sure how much they are. Uh, I don't know what we, $10, $10. Yeah. It's a 10 bucks, you know, With free um, shipping in the U S yeah. So if you guys want to support what we do, do that. If you want to become a pillar of the community, uh, which is basically where you just commit to donating to us once a month, something, anything, um, then go ahead and give, go to biblenewsradio.com forward slash give. Some people donate via pay PayPal, set up a recurring payment, or um, uh, some of you donate by check. However you want to give your money to us, I'll take it. <laughs> Especially if you get something from our show. If you're somebody that doesn't watch us all the time, you know, and you don't care about us, you don't, you know, know who we are or anything, then don't give anything. I don't, you know, I mean, 
I'm not expecting you to give anything. But if you're somebody that, that gets blessed by what we do every day, because we are here every day, then then help us out. You know, and um and you know, bless us with some money to help us pay bills and stuff. Um and also I keep forgetting to tell you, I have a text message list, right? And this is, you know, I have an email list, but I don't use it much um, because I just find that a lot of emails get, get put into spam or people don't open them or they don't see them or anything. Even though a lot of people use email, um, you know, I'll send out an email occasionally, but I, I prefer texting you. And so if you want to get on my text message list, go just text the term right there, Bible news to 33222. I try to send out a message in the morning with a verse of scripture. And then also right before the show to remind you, hey, we're on. <laughs> you want to come and watch us? Please come and watch us. Anyway, and I do flash contests with that as well. So if you have a, um, if you have a contest, I mean, if you have, you know, you like to win stuff, um, that's basically where you're going to win stuff. Um, it's a free service to you. I do pay for it, um, which is why if you would like to join it, it would be good because, you know, I pay for it and. And if you're like me and you get irritated that you never get to see email, but it comes right to your phone, it's short, you don't even have to, you know, there's nothing long there, um, then join our text message list and uh, be in the know, people. Yeah. Um, all that. Be in the know. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm just, uh, <clears throat> all of a sudden I got this cold going on. Uh, yeah. Also, I want to let you know that I am going to be in Southern California in in April next month. Um, so if any of you are in Southern California and um, you are in the Southern California area, I'm going to be at a, a conference down in Irvine. So, um, you know, get in touch with me and maybe I can meet up with you. I'm, I, I will only have limited time over there. Um, but uh, if you'd like to meet up with me, if you've never met me in person, or let's say you have and you just want to give me a hug because you love me so much because I'm never in California anymore, then um, then just let, let me know and I'll, I'll get you on my schedule. I'm actually booking appointments with people because um, I'm only going to be there for a few days. So that's just a heads up for those of you um, who are in that area. You're in California? Cool. All right. Well, Rachel, let me know where you're at and uh, and we can go ahead and get connected. Uh, if you're in the area. So I'm like I said, I'm going to be in Orange County. So, and that's, that's basically where I'm staying. Cause I, I have a conference to go to there. Um, oh, also legal shield. If you guys want to uh, support us by becoming a legal shield member, what your purchase does is actually supports Bible news radio, kind of the commissions we get actually. Um, but really the service itself is awesome. If, uh, if you guys are not members of legal shield yet, um, I can't, I can't, I mean, I really seriously can't encourage you enough to become one. Um, especially with all the people who, um, have died lately. You know, one of the biggest benefits to being a member of Legal Shield is you get your will done, you get it prepared. Um, there's a will questionnaire, you get to fill it out, send it into your provider law firm. And, um, and, um, and anyway, you go there, uh, then get get it filled out, get it taken care of. You just don't know when you're going to die, people. I mean, you don't. I mean, I always say that there is a, 
expiration date on you. <laughs> you just don't know when it is. Uh, but so you should get a well done for sure. Um, and the way that you can sign up and be a part of my team is going to bit.ly forward slash LOJ, Ladies of Justice. That's what that stands for, LOJ, all caps, 2019. Um, if you do that, then that takes you to my direct page um, where you can sign up. Um, if you decide to sign up, I would prefer if you actually contacted me directly first. So I just make sure what you sign up for is right because you might, you might not need to sign up for more things than you think. Or you might need something you don't know you need. Um, and there's a lot more to the service than that. Um, and then there's identity theft protection too, ID Shield. So how's that? Can you hear me better? <laughs> um, you know, identity theft is rampant and breaches happen every day. In fact, I, I was just reading an article not too long ago, actually talked about over 8,300 and something breaches happened in the last couple of years. That's a data breach which means your stuff is out there. It's only a matter of time before these evildoers are going to use it. And it's sad. If, if you don't believe in the, the, sin, the, the human sin nature of man, <laughs> then why do we need identity theft protection and monitoring people? <laughs> because people are evil and they're doing stuff like that. So anyway, love for you to get that, get protected, um, and then get member perks too. The member perks will pay for, you, for that. And uh, all that. So just consider that as well. All right. Um, and Rachel, you said here, let's see here. Uh, you live in Beverly Hills and your husband's from Anaheim. Okay. I'm not going to be in Beverly Hills, though. I'll be near Anaheim, though. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm trying to think here if there's anything else. Um. <laughs> trying to see if I missed any comments over on on uh, Facebook because Facebook doesn't tend to show you comments sometimes so do any of you in the chat room have any questions um, while I'm waiting for this page to load it takes a minute Facebook likes to go it's like super slow yeah Irvine isn't that far well, I'm going to be near the airport John Wayne so I'm going to be really close to the airport. Um, okay. Nope, I guess not. Okay. Only comment I got was that I'm loved. And that's by my big sister, who uh, is actually my stepsister. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, Randall, you want to add anything else to anything that we were talking about today? I mean, there's a lot. We've still got about 10 minutes, but I'm not getting any comments as far as questions I don't think um yeah I can't see what's going on in Periscope I think somebody asked where is hell but I'm not sure if that's a serious question or not well, uh, well Edward, depends. Edward Butler asked that that would depend on whether you're talking about hell Hades the temporary place or the lake of fire the eternal place I know in in English language, we often say hell when we're referring to the lake of fire that uh, is mentioned in uh, Matthew chapter 25 and also in, in Revelation chapter 20 as that place that was, well, in, in Matthew's gospel, as the place Yeshua calls it, the place prepared for the devil and his angels. And then it, 
you know makes its uh, active appearance in in the book of the Revelation, where you know death and Hades, aka hell, are thrown into the lake of fire. So, uh, as far as hell, as far as, far as Hades or Gehenna or the, the temporary abode, which we also see in Luke chapter 16, is it? Yeah. I believe. Yeah, where we Abraham's see... Abraham's bosom. Well, Abraham's bosom is the other side right. of that. Um, but I, we know that that's not a parable because there's names there. Right. So, uh, so, so the temporary location, the holding of the unsaved dead... I would say, is in the lower parts of the earth. That's what the scripture indicates to us. So this comment from Eve, she says, hell is a place, it's in the center of the earth. My soul yeah. went to hell, it's hot there. And Mama Gina said, I find it funny that some atheists believe in hell. Yeah, and, it is kind of interesting. And Rob wants to know if we could discuss Calvinism sometime. Well, of course we could. Yeah, Calvinism is basically Reformed theology, which there's a lot of huge... Um, well, that's that's often associated, but then there's the, the whole tulip thing and yeah. tell depravity. Yeah. And... So what part? What part of that do you want to talk? Do you want us to talk about? Because the whole reform thing is, I mean, they did not. They think the church replaces Israel, which is completely unbiblical. Mm. Um, yeah. So be be more specific, and then we could look at that. Yeah, and I would say that's more of a. Um, um, adjustment to calvinism over time but um i could be wrong anyway so as far as location like a fire we don't know we know that you know in revelation we see heaven and earth fled away and and that so the universe as we know it the physical universe is going to cease to exist and so uh it's in the physical unit, it's the lake of fire is not in the current physical universe, I don't think, because there's going to be a new heavens, a new earth that is separate from you know, after everything goes away. <laughs> yeah, there's a great white judgment, there's a new heavens, a new earth for it will be the abode of uh, those who put faith in Messiah, and then, then the lake of fire is somewhere outside of that, so. Yeah, so Rachel only knows. Rachel is saying Penn and Teller, which are huge atheists, wrote a great article on how much do you hate not to witness if you truly believe in hell. They actually did a great YouTube video on that. Yeah. We've we've played that before, and I love it because, um, well, because honestly, they're like, hey, if this is really what you believe, then you really should be out there sharing the gospel, basically. Mm -hmm. um, Rob wants us to talk about um, elected and predestination. Sure. So... Yeah, we can do that. Those are those are your heady, you know, um, theological topics that that heady people who like to generally argue about theology like to get into. <laughs> I'm a simple girl. I just look at the Bible and go, hmm, this is what it says. I think I'll believe it. <laughs> I don't get it, but I think I'll believe it in some way. I mean, I typically I believe. I mean, I understand most of what I read, and sometimes I don't, but that's why Bareface exists. Yeah, because I have to submit to him. After all, he's the head over me, you know. And when I do that, I have to put a veil over my head and I have to be quiet in church. Nailed it. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That was a mockery of the guy yesterday. I oh, got bad. They got bad too. Good. <laughs> I cannot believe I have this cold, people. It's so irritating. It's like all of a sudden yesterday during the show, I got like stuffed up and now, you know, now I'm hungry. I'm really hungry at the moment. My tummy is growling. Uh, yeah. All right. I am going to be um, interviewing some people coming up soon. I don't know if you guys know who Doug Woodward is. He's been a guest on our show numerous times. Uh, we're having him on next week. We're going to be talking about his new book um, and all that. And uh, um, anyway, and yeah, and then some other people. <laughs> I'm actually waiting for some responses to, to my emails for, for uh, invites, but um, so do you guys like this show? So Rob says he loves us and we're awesome. Emily says she appreciates us. Aw. See, that's so nice. That's nice. I appreciate that. I really do. I, I often feel, um, you know, I feel, I feel vulnerable a lot of the time, but I, I sometimes I feel misunderstood because people, I'm, I'm an enigma. I mean, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I am. Um, but it's, it's funny cause the, the things that used to make me feel like I was a weirdo or an enigma or whatever are really the blessings that God has given me to minister to people. And it is what it is, you know, um, it, it is what it is. So I, uh, I have a headache at the moment, but Hey, you know, I'm here. <laughs> My poor dad, I have to iron his clothes. I haven't brought him back to him yet. Uh, so all that. Yes, and happy when I can listen to busy days. And y'all loves you. Yeah, Gina definitely loves you. You love us a lot. I appreciate that you love us. Uh, we're needed in this season. Well, well, you know, it's true, Emily. I think that... <clears throat> I think that there's more people who... I, I believe that there is a remnant of believers. I really do believe that. Um... I just don't know that we see them being highlighted because I think that the underground church all over the world, I think the, the fact that Christians are being persecuted now more today in our day and age than ever before in the history of the world, that should tell you something. And the fact that people get so bent out of shape today about um, basic doctrinal beliefs like the existence of heaven and hell um, or even marriage. I mean, who would have thought, honestly, me and Randall last couple nights ago, we were talking, who would have thought in our lifetime? I mean, me, who would have thought I'm 50, I'm not that old, but who would have thought honestly that in my lifetime, which is also your lifetime because you're living, that we would have to debate marriage as one man and one woman. I mean, seriously, that is completely insane to me that we have, we have to even discuss something so ardently basic. And yet people get all up in a, you know, tiff over it. It's ridiculous. I mean, it really is completely ridiculous that, that if you say marriage is one man and one woman, that you can be vilified. Or if you, or if you're a patriot and you say, make America great again, all of a sudden you're a horrible, rotten, deplorable person, you know, and by the way, speaking of deplorables, I should tell you that Hillary Clinton, bless her heart, uh, came out recently. I actually saw this on, on I think it was the Drudge Report. Um, she actually has now come out and said that she is not going to run for, for president in 2020. Bless her heart. 
So I don't know who the Democrat or whoever it is is going to run on that side in 2020, but it's not going to be Hillary, thank God. We don't have to deal with her anymore. Well, we'll have to wait till the Bilderbergs meet and they will tell us <laughs> True. who the which, candidate is. Which actually reminds me, I need to get Colonel uh, Robert McGinnis back on our show. Um, in fact, I need to, I will do that actually. And if there's anybody you guys would like me to have on our show, just let me know. And if, if I feel like it's something that I want to do or somebody I want to promote or have a discussion with, I mean, that's a caveat, just so you know. If you suggest it doesn't mean it won't happen. It will happen. But um, if you, um, you know, if there's somebody, though, that you, you think that would be good fit for the show, let me know. And I'll, I'll put them on um, because that's just how it is. All right, so that is what I'm going to do. And there's Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Fee, lover of animals and reptiles. <laughs> anyway, all right, we're leaving now because um, our hour is up. So I hope you have a good day. All right, we'll talk to you later. And remember, be bold, people. Stand up. Go with God because he loves you. And here's the other thing. Share that God loves you with somebody Share with them that, um, you know, the gospel is the power of God to save us, you know, that we don't need to be ashamed of the gospel. We want people to go to heaven. We don't want them to be on the wide path to destruction. Okay. I mean, that's truly, truly the case, right? So, um, so if you believe it, live it and do it and we'll see you tomorrow. Okay.